Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? This is another episode of Believe in the Punch. As always, I'm your host, Karate Cam. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to start off and say thank you to the consistent sponsor that I've had for all of my episodes in Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. They have you covered with all the news, scores, and odds, and the best place to place your bets. And there's also a free sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your phone to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. But without further ado, you guys know how we started. Let's get into today's episode. Yeah, the first technique I learned was a punch. Today, I want to welcome my first international guest and English national team member, Jordan Thomas. Jordan is one of the stars of the karate world, and his accolades speak for themselves. He's won a world championship, he's gotten a silver at the World Games, he is European champion, and he's even gotten a gold at a Premier League K1. He's looking forward to competing at the final Olympic qualifier here soon, so tune into our conversation and see how we follow what makes an athlete a champion both in and out of sport. Enjoy, everyone. Today I have a uh, world champion, on and off the mat, I'm gonna call it like that. What it is, uh, Jordan Thomas. Welcome, welcome, man. Thanks for coming Yo. on the episode. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, I'm, you know, it's gratitude, man. I'm thank you for having me. My pleasure, man. It's, it's, see, and and I'm gonna, I'm using this right now. I we just talked about this, but you are my first overseas guest, you know, so this is exciting in that in that realm too. And and having you as a, a as a as a friend within the realm of competition, but uh, and and also be someone that I think is a great representative for our sport. So again, thank you. I, no, I love you that, being man. On. I love that. And it's a good catch up, man. I'm nice and to see That's what you. it is, right? Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I, honest to God, like uh, we were talking about Dubai 2019, 2020. Yeah. yeah, Dubai 2020 was the last time I ever was at a Premier League or anything that was, you know, that direction. Mad, but, uh, mad. Crazy. I was Austria, so, and then I've obviously just had the European Championships. Right, but, right. Yeah. Well, let's, well, I mean, I think that's a great segue, but like how, how, like what's it like getting back into the flow of competition for you? Do you know what? It was, um, it just, you know, it was instincts, you know, as soon as you get back in, it's like, all right, let's go ahead. I've, I've been in the game now uh, internationally for about 10 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as you touch back, it's, it's normal again. Um, so yeah, it just becomes, you become a robot again, you know, you just you focus on the job. That, <laughs> that, that was right, it. right. Going right. through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously it's different now with the pandemic where you have to go through and all the testing and, you know, all the procedures and, yeah, so all the holding areas and everything mm. like that. So that that brings new anxieties that you have to deal with in competition. If you get what I mean, is there something added to to the party? Yeah, you. It, I mean, because you already have 
your whole, you know, like your game plan, the way you're supposed to prep, you know, maximize, you know, everything that you can within your controllables to get your performance to the highest point. And then now you have these 100. other things to other things to think about, you know, it's just an extra thing. Right. Well, but yeah. like, I think, I think you're up in general, right. Cause premier leagues have started up over on that end of the world, you know, as opposed to this side. Yeah. Um, what, so like, can you give me a breakdown of like, what were, what was the protocol for European championships and everything else? Yeah. So like it was, um, we had to go and test um, at weigh-in. Um, okay. We had to, yeah, we had to get our PCR test, uh, obviously, to get into the country at first. Then we had to stay in a bubble the day before we compete. Or was it the day of? No, the day of, uh, we have to go to a hotel, get a rapid test. Everybody tests together, all the category tests together. Wow. And then, and then that whole category will then go onto a bus. And then they will, it, they will drive us to the stadium. So we're now just a bubble going in together. So now, yeah, we're sitting next to our, our competition, you know. So <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Um, what, man? That must be yeah. a little tense right there, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just, uh, it was almost like, you, you know, you test. Everyone's together. Then you get on the bus. Then you go in. Um, you all queue up and you all have to get stamped for each day you go into the arena to make sure that obviously you're negative um of, of covid so wow yeah I mean, man and then and then it's then it's business you know right. I mean, that's that's the normal bit yeah sure and then and then it gets to a point where you just well what about your coaches do they travel with you or i mean are they already at the venue beforehand no no they come with you okay. you all you all travel as a bubble coaches and physio yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. See, wow. I don't know about that physio life. We usually don't have many physios. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite lucky. I'm quite lucky. <laughs> uh, I was just, I was like a little jab of my own. No, it's all yeah. good. Uh, no, that's, that's wild, man. And then getting on to like a, like a, and then your, your normal per usual, could you go watch your teammates on other days? No, no, no. It was all streamed. So everybody, wow. but yeah, we was watching it like everybody else from the hotel room um Sheesh. yeah so what you was watching that's what that's what we that's was what watching. you guys are watching wow yeah wow. yeah nobody was in the stadium it was quiet um yeah so it's just an eight by eight me and matt me and him right that was it right you know right. yeah and like that you see this happening a lot of times with their sports too it's like these these records or whatever are being broken right now and nobody's yeah. in the stands to have it celebrate so you can have this amazing match and just demolish yeah. everybody throughout the day and there's you know that that intensity of the yeah. crowd and everything is not yeah, is not there you know it's crazy it's wild yeah. to you yeah, know yeah. to get that, that that lack of energy from the outside you know well let's hope uh, dubai you know, we, we can fight in front of a crowd. That's what I'm saying, man. That would be, that's, I think that's a great thing. And seeing how competitions are already flowing world championships. I mean, I'm praying every single day. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you there. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, that's yeah, the plan, exactly, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the exactly. plan. Yeah. Wow. Well, like what, are there any like takeaways or anything that, that happened throughout the, the, the course of Europeans? Cause you're getting ready for uh, Olympic qualifiers now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So like you, what... you're going Olympic qualifiers as well. No, right? unfortunately I'm not going. No? Uh, okay. no, I was the, I was, I was not selected as the one to go for Olympic qualifiers. Right. Okay. Um, For this round, but, but I'll be cheering yeah. you on from home. So no, nah, no, nah, I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Um, nah, yeah, going to the Olympic qualifiers now. Um, obviously, that's that's the, the always the goal. So this Europeans was a run out, you know, getting back into it, getting a feel for it, competing at the highest level, um, and and that was it. Testing out what we what we have, strategies and mindset and everything like that. 
everything's gauged to, towards the qualification. So, yeah, like now it's um, as soon as I get back home, tomorrow is another day uh, mm-hmm. where, we, where we strive to try and achieve the dream. Right. And like, uh, what, so you guys only have what, three weeks now. So like, what, what is yeah. your, what is your performance peak look like, I guess, for your training? Like how do you periodize it? So you're maximized, like you're peaking then again, at, just after three weeks, it's pretty short. Sure. Turnaround. Yeah. Like I say, I didn't taper for Europeans. Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't taper for Europeans. I'm training straight through because, um, yeah, it's just uh, no, it's I want to get to the Olympics, right? <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. I want right. to get to the Olympics. Like, I would love to have um, got the European title. Don't get me wrong, it's a massive title. It's a major and it's nice to have behind you. So every time I go out and fight, I try and win. Um, and and that's, that's the objective. So I actually go and practice a winning mindset. Mm. Um, so now like, I've got to get everything to come together, uh, go back, analyze, um, you know, reform what went wrong, what didn't work, what went right, you know, what can we keep doing? And um, yeah, and I, I know, I know going to this uh, Olympic qualification, even being a former world champ, I know I need to go somewhere where I've never been before. I and know is, that. I is know that. Is that, that's that the specifically, bit. yeah, is that specifically within your mindset or is that, does that mean something else? Uh, no, that's, that's my mindset. I know, um, I know for a fact this is like, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. That's my strive. I wanna, I need to go and and do something that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's then that's what I'm reaching, and I think that's the exciting element about it. And you know, I like to go and explore. I like to be comfortable with the uncomfortable and find the uncomfortable and let's let's ride with it. Right. You know, that's 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 exactly how how I roll, and you know. Uh, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the moment. And, you know, these moments you don't get forever. So, yeah. And, no, this, I... and this is a thing, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. No, no yeah. I was just saying, this is the thing, like, um, over this last year, yeah, it's, uh, you know, people have lost their lives. Um, and there's been a lot of negatives, you know, over, the, over the, this pandemic. Um, but there has been a positive outtake on it as well. Um, just on how I looked at the world, how I invested in myself, even like the new things that I picked up and, you know, I was doing things. This, and now, like, I feel like um, I've kind of transformed and I've kind of found, like, the real JT, you know? It's like the real JT, you know, I have to, I've kind of invested in, kind of looked and actually what is relevant, what does matter? Um, and who, do, who does JT want to be? Mm. yeah you t- that's like a huge element of like personal self-reflection and really understanding who you are and like where 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 that stems from you know and and i and knowing that i think you are able to dig deeper or go to a new place then when when you want you know for for something yeah. like the olympic qualifiers uh what well i guess like see like from an outside perspective you see you previous world champion and like i mean quick quick story time here but i remember i I, i've known you since juniors man like i've known you but like i didn't know you know you you yeah yeah yeah, so it's one of those things right so like seniors like when i got to know you we saw each other on trips and things like that but um man i remember that were like 2000 what was it 2012 in lins right yeah uh, the 2016 what am i talking about 12 16 16 yeah yeah and then um man i just you just man that was a day i remember watching you and i was like this dude is just cleaning house like it was just like the most athletic spry movement yeah and it was it was fantastic right but so like 
going from that element, right? And like, I, I you could say the pressure is the excitement, the expectations, sure. the positives and exits that build from that. Where, like, how can you go dig deeper or go to that new level for something like the Olympic qualifier, right? Because you've been at that high. Right? Yeah, like the yeah, highest yeah. of high world championships previous to the Olympics, world championships is the biggest event for us, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But, um, taking that, you know, like, uh, that was a place where I've never been before. And, um, going back to the world championships, obviously, I won a European championships in 2014. Um, but each time I won a, won a major or won a major medal or anything like that. I had to do something different. I had to go somewhere. And I think that's the key. You know, you have to go somewhere where you have never been before. Um, and I think the, the skill is how you tap into that. Mm. You know, that's the skill of it. How do you tap into that? How do you actually get that? How do you press that button for you to tick in that certain way and to reach that level and ride at that as well? you know sustain that no dips no nothing you know uh, not be phased by anything you know like you know if, if i need to go like 100 i'll go 100 if i can stay at 50 and, and and cruise this do i you know how how do i do this you know how do i be that robot yeah yeah well what, what do you do on like a daily basis to like help you practice that i guess yeah, so I've, I've got, uh, I do a few things. Um, I've got a psychologist um, who I work with um, right now called Steve Peters, um, Chimp Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh, we, we practice a lot of um, these mindsets um, about it becoming instinct. You know, the chimp is, is something that protects you. So all this negativity that, that comes out, you know, all these fears that you have before you fight, like, oh, is the mat slippy? Is the referee going to be on my side today? You know, um, are they going to score something that shouldn't have been a score? Is the, is the clock going to be working? Am I going to lose my mouth guard at the last second? All them little things are like your chimp working, trying to protect you from something that hasn't happened yet. So it's like a imagined anxieties. Mm-hmm. So now I have to kind of translate, actually replace that by fact. What does Jordan Thomas? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you you know, 15 minutes of my time fears. And then, um, you know, you'll run out of, of them, them fears. And then you start replacing them by facts because Jordan Thomas knows really, yeah, I've trained hard for this. And I am organized. I am 10 years in the game now. I am, you know, and all these things, I can score points. I do train harder than anybody else. You know, like this, this is all these things. That I've ticked every single box. So, you know, yeah, I have these fears, but actually, nah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, right. You know, I've had my plan. I've executed it, and this is where I am. And that's what makes me feel comfortable of, of going to compete. And that's exactly what I'm going to go and do at these qualifiers. I'm going to go and compete. Mm-hmm. Do you ever use those same, like, um, reframing exercises with those with those little, like, chimps and ticks with, like, day-to-day life as well? Or you really trust using that towards your, uh, like, your training? Yeah, no, no, no. This is a, a thing that um, is every day in my life. This is, you can't be the best on the mat if you don't give the best in your day-to-day life. Giving your best is a habit. It's a habit. Right. Yep. You know, I only, yeah, yeah, they only know how to, to give my best and that's it. So when you see me at this quality, win or lose, you're going to get the best Jordan Thomas. Mm-hmm. At that time, you're going to get the best because that's what I do. And, you know, that's exactly what I've been practicing um, obviously, I, we, um, me and my fiance, we bought our first apartment uh, together. 
Um, I've started up a new clothing line. That's something that new as well. Nathaniel Jordan, you know, these things, these little things, family as well, you know, making sure everybody's all right, checking in on people and investing my time in them. You know, all these little things is me giving my best at life. And so when I do go on to Tatami and training, it naturally transfers. It's not effort for me. I'm not losing no mental energy trying to do my best because it comes so naturally because that's just what I do. Right. You practice it, man. You practice it day to day. Every everything, exactly. you, every little thing you do is is at that level, right? So I yeah. even speaking to you right now. You know, right. This is the best. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you not choosing fifty percent today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's fantastic, and I think that's like a great lesson because. Man, it, uh, whether I like it or not. So my, actually my studies are in sports psychology. That's what I'm getting my right. master's master's degree in right now. And, and uh, we talk about it from a holistic point of view that like, yeah, obviously a lot of people train, compete, do those things with, with the, like the, the language of sport. Right. But being yeah. able to take those same skills and apply them to your day-to-day life is important. Like winning sure. is important, right? Obviously not to not who you are based off of winning, but winning is important in learning how to win. Because if you can, yeah. you know, you learn, you're taking those same skills, reiterating them on, you know, the court field mat of play, then I can use that for my clothing then. Like, yeah. you know, then I can use that yeah. for buying my first apartment, which by the way, congratulations for the both of Thank those. Thank you. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you about what's coming up in here in a little bit, uh-huh. but like, but like that, that, that's such an important thing to, to, to realize is like these skills that we pick up as athletes, how to travel, how to eat, how to be disciplined, how to perform, what to do. Yeah. Right? This, this applies to everything, right? It's not just every the, little thing, every you know, little thing. Uh, yeah. Routine, discipline. This is all life skills that, you know, are transferable. And, and I think that's why athletes become so sex, uh, successful when they do transfer over. Um, they just have to, you know, you just have to basically do what you're doing now into another field. Yeah. You know, that's why, that's why, you do get a lot of people wanting you to transition into their company because they know that that's the best you're going to, you know, you're going to get the best of that person. Sure. That's all they know how to do. It's the competitiveness. Right. And, you know, that's, that's, that's why um, it's very important to kind of uh, take that time, take uh, gratitude, enjoy the moment and just keep progressing and just keep, keep giving my best, keep giving the best at life. Yeah. Or, or how do you, I, I like, I like that you mentioned gratitude, but like, how do you make sure that you're, you're, you're staying grounded in your own forms of gratitude? Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, uh, just being appreciative. I have a, a journal that I write in every single day, every single day. I have a journal. Um, I do about three minutes in the morning and about three mm. minutes in the evening. And I write uh, three things in the morning that I'm grateful for. Um, how I'm going to make the day great. And that, that's the going like, okay, what do I need to do to, to you know, tick these boxes off and, you know, making sure that I, I do these things. Uh, but also, and a positive affirmation of the day. That's my morning. You know, that's how I start off. And obviously a bit of caffeine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> High octane fuel. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then how I finish that is um, I do... Um, how how do I how can I improve the day? Something that, uh, and three things that um, three things that I experienced today, which was great. Um, so I always finish off the day how I started the day. Um, 
and yeah, just reflect as well. Um, and, you know, and on a bad day, you know, people always try and pick these things on a bad day um, yeah. <laughs> and pick it up. And it just doesn't work because you're in a, in a bad frame of mind. But if you have a routine and you've, you've got a habit of doing this on a, on a bad day, you can then flick back on that book and actually, oh, yeah, um, I do have a roof over my head. Oh, yeah, um, I do have food in my fridge. You know, I, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I am a former world champ. I have got them medals behind me. I have, you know, all, all these bad days. So I'm ready for that bad day to come when it comes because we're human at the end of the day. We're going to get that. But I'm ready. I've already prepared for it. So when that bad day comes, I'm more pre- I can deal with that better because I'm more prepared for it. Right. And I, I, I love that you're not looking for it. No. Right. Like as a, yeah, I see. Yeah, you're you you're practicing the skills to 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 boost yourself both as a person, athlete, uh, or you know the hundred other things that categorize you. You know, and then when the bad day, it you know if when it comes, if when it comes, yeah. You know, it's like okay, it happened. All right, well, we're going yeah. with the same thing. Do you do those same things on the days you compete? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. Yeah, I like that. Nothing changes. Then. Nothing changes. Yeah, nothing changes. <laughs> it's the way it goes. <laughs> This wow. Is yeah. No, I love it. And, and so, I mean, like we're, we're seeing, you know, in, in this case, we're listening to the best version of Jordan Thomas now, but like, I, I want to know like what got you to this point. So like, can you, can we rewind and like, look at your, your track throughout like the sport of karate? Yeah. Like, where did you start? How did like, where, how did it all, like, what is it like to grow up in England doing karate versus, you know, me in the U S you know? Well, like, uh, I kind of, my heritage is quite strong in karate. Um, my dad was world champion. So um, at four years old, I then came into karate, but my dad was in the golden era. So my godfather was world champion as well, Mervyn Etienne. Um, his wow. roommate, Wayne Otto, world champion. You know, these people I call uncle and I can go on Vic Charles, uh, Jeff Thompson. And, these, and this is the golden era. All, all these names are world champ. Even my coach right now, Paul Newby world champion you know these are the, these is yes. the hairiest but you know this is where I, I come from these guys I call uncle because I was so close to it at the time um and I, I kind of grew up in that kind of champion household um and kind of wanted to to be like that you know that mm-hmm. you know I have siblings and and they didn't carry on with the cry but I just found love uh for for the martial art itself um and yeah, it was a, it was a, it was in the family. I loved every minute of it. Um, I would cry. You know, my dad would use it as a punishment if he didn't take me to cry because he had these karate clubs teaching four or five times a week. And if he didn't take me to one lesson, that was it. Take karate, you know. You can do anything to me uh, as a punishment and I wouldn't care. The only thing they could do is take away karate from me. You know, that, and that was it. Um you know, I played soccer, as you would call it. <laughs> yeah, good old football, good old football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I played. I played for at a high level during. Uh, I was about twelve to to fourteen years old. I played uh, for my town. Uh, got scouted for uh, a couple other big clubs as well. Um, and then when I reached sixteen to understand the performance side of things. I went to an elite performance academy training with like 100 meter sprinters, like 16 years old. I'm training with like people who can r- run nine, uh, sorry, 10, six, you know, and, right. you know, 10, seven and trying That's to achieve and, and, and trying to achieve their goals. Um, Bob Slay, 
um, long distance runners. And, you know, I was in that environment. I went to a sports college um, where it was almost, it was normal to be a student athlete and learn how to be. So I was in a basketball academy as well, played first, uh, first team in college uh, for two years. First is, uh, yeah, first and second team in college. Um, I've done that for two years. Um, and yeah, I was just learning, lapping it up and I transferred them skills. And that's why you'll probably see like a lot of some of my movements, it's, it's kind of different because I've kind of taken everything that I've had behind me and I'll pull it in. This is just me, you know, this is what I've learned. And this is, you know, this is natural to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of went through these elite performance academies and when it was time to then go on my own, because I wasn't always a full-time athlete. Um, I was, I was part-time up until I won the, well, even after the world championships, I was still part-time. Uh, and when I left these performance academies at 20 years old, um, I knew what coaches to go and look for. I knew I needed a track coach. I knew I needed uh, a site coach. Um, I, knew, I knew I needed a strength and conditioning coach. You know, I, I knew I needed to work in an environment that allows me to travel and, and go and compete at these places. Um, so from uh, about 2011 was my first cap. Um, but then obviously my... I think I started to develop in 2012, not winning any medals, but started taking out people at a high, high level. So like when it came to like Bercy, Paris Bercy, uh, 2012 World Championships, I got to the third round. And now when I look back at it, I think I should have reached, um, I should have been fighting Brian Ramrock in, <laughs> in, in, the, in the bronze medal yeah. final. And that's, and, you know, I kind of look back at that. Even though I say like I wasn't ready to take that medal back then, I should have been in that bronze medal final. Looking back mm -hmm. at it now, um, because I lost to somebody who it was like, I win one time, he wins one time. And he then ended up fighting Brian in, for that bronze medal final. Mm -hmm. But again, I think I, it would have been too early for me, uh, just about where I was at the time. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it was kind of just about understanding how to be an athlete. Um, and it's an all round, and I kind of had to take that self-discipline. Like my dad took care of the karate. He has a very performance outlook as well. Um, so it was very easy to cross over. My, step, my godfather, Mervyn Etienne, he done neuroscience. So he connected me up um, to improve my focus. And we done neurofeedback and done a load of drills on the computer and everything like that. And I was going back three times a week. Um, yeah, I was just doing what I needed to do. I think that's a little bit of everything. And I, I think that's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. When you were in these other performance academies, you were still training karate when you were doing other sports too? Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. Wow. So karate, what was your, what would you, yeah, sorry. Go, no, go, no, go. go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, what was, I just want to know what your split would look like. What were your day-to-day -day schedules? Like karate in the morning, basketball in the afternoons or like, no, um, it would be karate for me was a very much of an evening thing. So it would be, oh, okay. Yeah. It would be like uh 7 PM at night. I would start training karate, but I, all my elite performance stuff, I, cause I was a student athlete. Um, mm. It was in my college uh, is where mm. I studied. So it was almost training in the morning, go to lesson, and then training at lunch, eat, go to lesson. And then uh, I would like then eat, uh, tr sorry, train after my lessons. Then I'll go to karate. 
you know, because wow. it was it. This is <laughs> a yeah. It was a kind of a, it was an important stage where I had to start learning. So even though I was probably a bit fatigued when it came to karate, this is an important stage of me learning and developing. So all these sessions were were very important. Also competing in another sport as well, like basketball, for example. The playbooks are crazy. You know, when yeah. he, when coach gave me like the playbook and was like, right. Everybody go and learn these plays. Especially for someone who never really played basketball. I was just like that natural athletic person that came out like good on D because I was always in your face, you know, <laughs> trying to, yeah, I was that annoying little bumblebee, you know, going around. <laughs> that was me. Um, right. But like going to learn all these plays and the tactical element of, of basketball, you know, gave me that understanding of the tatami, like how I had to be and how to, I had to, that outlook of things. Because before that, I was just fighting. And there was no like, I was just trying to outmuscle you. I was like that little boy who was trying to outmuscle you, be faster than you. I didn't realize there was, it was an eight by eight meter mat and you can move around it. <laughs> I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know right, that you, right. you could write up your own playbooks. <laughs> Which so. is crazy to think because you you're one of the people that like a is an actual athlete because I think there's a lot of karate athletes that you look at them you're like you're not an athlete yeah. at all you sure. know but, sure but yeah, they, yeah you know they're successful they know what to do but then B is like man you you move now you yeah. know what I'm saying like you understand you have a I think you're very like like one of your strengths within fighting is under like having a very good awareness of the ring you know yeah and, and, and definitely body positioning with where your opponent is you know yeah. what I'm saying and yeah. how to use your space so. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. And well, then, that, that's what makes it easier for me now to, to right, work with a coach. Right. I'm, I'm very coachable now because um, I can now execute what the coach needs and wants because I have the understanding of, of that tactical awareness of what I need to go and do. So when I, when I do go and train, um, I, he can write on a whiteboard and I will understand it. You know, he can bring out a book in you're right, this is what we need to do and blah, blah, blah. I can do that because I will understand it and I can go and execute or I can go away, look at it and interpret in my own way what I need to do. So, yeah. Sure, sure. 100%. Do you, do you like, I know you're a full-time athlete right now, but do you teach at all? So, no, not at the moment. Um, and I, I miss it. Um, but yeah. Before, yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. But that's what, that's what yeah. I was doing before um, I came to be a full-time athlete in, I think it was late 2017. Um so I already have got two world medals from there because I got a world game silver as well um, right, in 2017. Right. And um, it was only then uh, I got some fun, like someone approached us for some funding uh, and that only got finalized um, the back end of 2017. So up, up until then I had, I was teaching kids. Um, I was even teaching uh, in London, um, at, like an elite performance karate. So just literally, I had I had people coming from other clubs come in and we would develop them. Young England fighters and they'll come and study mm -hmm. and uh, we'll do karate uh, just like how I did in my elite performance company. So I actually started off like that and I was developing my coaching, but I kind of had to leave that to kind of go on this journey, this Olympic mm -hmm. journey. Right. Right, because it, 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 it takes everything, man. It 100%. takes everything. It takes absolute everything. And, uh, like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it takes everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing it? to it. Yeah. What is, what is, like, I guess coming from, because I, I never had the opportunity as, like, an athlete to have, quote, unquote, funding. Yeah. Right? So, like, it was never the opportunity to go to the U.S. Olympic Training Center and live there or anything like sure. that. So, like, 
you know, coming from that perspective, what what was that experience like for you? The transition's hard. You know, everybody goes, yeah. oh, yeah, like, you know, I'd love to do it. And I, I love to do it. You know, it's, e- you know, you got to eat, you got to easy. And nah, mm. the transition <laughs> of being a full-time athlete is just, like, you're in your own, so when you're not a full-time athlete, you're in your own control of what you do. So, you know, if you want to miss one competition, that's fine. Um, if you want to miss one training session, that's okay. Because you're feeling a bit tired today. Um, that's fine. You know, you can't do that as a full-time athlete. You know, it's, um, it's, uh, you're still in control of, of what you do. Um, and you still make the decision to turn up every day and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But converting over to be able to train three times a day um, is difficult. You know, from going, maybe I was, I'm going to be honest, when I won the world championships and when I won um, when my world silver, European title, I was doing karate maybe um, three times a week. Everything else was track, um, fit, like SNC, um, my mental approach. And karate for me was a three time a week thing. Um, mm. you know, now it's, I'm training three times, everything's in one center. So, you know, once you do one session, you go and eat, then you might have a meeting about your performance session with all, all, all the support services, um, that you have around you. Then you go back and train. Then you might have a media thing that you have to then go and deal with. Then you go back and train. And then you might have something else going on about, you know, it's, it's, uh, it can be overwhelming, but I would say, I've, so I've, like I say, I've been in it since late 2017. Um, and I say it's t- only in the last two years I've, I've been able to adapt to a full-time mm-hmm. environment. Last two years. Right. And because it's just, I mean, it's demanding and like you, you live on site, correct? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, well, no, I don't so, live on site. I live five minutes away. Well, uh, yeah. yes. Now that you have, yes, you, yeah. you're, you're, I moved you're out. The, uh, yeah, right. yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. And like, like, well, cause like at that point in time, were, were you allowed to have visitors? Like, are, are people allowed to come see you? Like, like, well, I feel yeah. like missing your family would be a real thing. I'd get missing homesick, the family. Man. Yeah. I, yeah. I get, I get homesick when I'm gone for a week. So I, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a difficult one, you know, missing the family. Um, yeah, that, that was very much, that was very much like, uh, three, I was three and a half hours away. So they could come up in and they can spend the day or spend the weekend. And so it's, that's mm-hmm. fine. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just difficult because now you have the money to go to these camps as well. So sometimes I'll be out. So I remember 2019, um, I spent four weeks in England. So mm. I, I didn't see anyone like, you know, four, week, four weeks uh, from January to July. I was in the country wow. for four weeks. Um, and that's wow. including going to Iran, Azerbaijan, Turkey to train all these countries. Um, which was very interesting, actually. I learned a lot um, how yeah, yeah. each individual, t- uh, you know, country trains. It changes, right? Yeah, change. yeah, there's a different feel to each team. Yeah, it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, which, are, which are, you know, again, I'm grateful for. Um, and what made it easy was I'm supported. So, you know, the people that love you, they, 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 go, they, they push you to go on. Um, and obviously, when you're away, you then lose contact with a few people they kind of kind of disappear and they're not the real ones really because you know Mm. they kind of just fade um and they don't really understand what you're doing almost 
Um, but the ones that are my my day ones, I say, um, you know, they, they're supporting me all the way. And that's what makes it easy. And that, you know, I'm loved um, and actually bringing back something to, to the family is going to like will mean a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think you, man, you hit that on the head. I, I resonated with you. I just got goosebumps because I remember, like, um, man, for me it was Pan Am Games. Oh yeah, I'm so. You know what? Dude. You know what? Yeah. Man, like, congratulations again. Like, but, I no, no, said bro. that. In, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I think I only I messaged you. you. Like, yeah. No, no, no. It's all good. It's we haven't seen each other. So yeah, next time crazy. I see, you, I'll, give, I'll give you, I'll give you the hug and yeah, everything. You have but to. like, I, I had that same feeling, man. I got silver, and I wasn't even bummed that I lost. I was like damn like i just wanted to bring this one back home because my yeah. parents and everybody who was back home has invested so damn much that's into amazing me. man you know what i'm saying yeah like that, yeah i understand that so it, it, it like it, it pushes you but like so i mean we we've get we've gotten the whole picture of like who you are as an athlete person everything that's brought you up but like now that you're talking about your clothing line you talk about all these other things sure. like what is what's going on past i guess you could say because olympic qualifiers is a focal like a focal point right yeah like what's going on like what what do we have to look forward to what is there going on outside of karate for you like, <laughs> uh, what's 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 coming up you know <laughs> sneak sneak peek <laughs> <laughs> um so so right now I'm just thinking, uh, can I, can I say, can I say, yeah, what, what are you, whatever say? you're allowed to say, what are you allowed <laughs> to say? <laughs> um, yeah, I can't actually say that until next week. So I'll leave that bit. <laughs> okay. Got um, you. All right. Um, but, uh, no, like, I don't know if you've seen that I've done a, like a lot, um, a few bits of modeling, um, on my outside. So I've done, um, you know, I've learned, made some great, great, met some great people, um, you know, I done a, a shoot with a guy called Nicholas Daly, uh, which was martial art orientated and uh, it kind of, you know, um, orientated into like the reggae roots as well um, and managed to get it into uh, GQ and Vogue. So it was, it was on these sites and, you know, a lot of opportunities have come off the back of that as well. Um, and, you know, working with a manager and there's a, there's a few things few avenues I would like to explore. Um, it's very hard to see past the Olympic cycle um, right now because you're all in. And, and, yeah, it's everything's know, there. For everything's sure. there. For sure. um, something great about Team GB, they give you a three months transitional period. So they actually oh, wow. help you. So once your contract is dead, they actually help you transition for an extra three months and find you a place of work wow. and where you need to be. So... Um, they look after their athletes of, of what they need. And so you have your lifestyle, um, your coach almost. Um, so um, that's, that's uh, something we can kind of, we don't have to worry about yet because we will have that help. Um, we'll have options. They'll help us find options. Um, but I'm lucky enough to have qualifications. I'm like I'm a personal trainer, fitness instructor. Um, and I, I'm always eager to, to learn as well. So I have no problem. Um, and yeah, we'll see where I want to go, but you know, if, if I have to be, if I have to be a bin man, what, um, dustbin man, I'll, I'll do a dustbin man to put food in my mouth. If I have to do that, you know, I'm not afraid. Right, right. I'm just saying like, I'm not afraid of working. Um, right. you know, that's, that's just me. Like, you know, I, I will go and explore and um, do what I do, but something that, martial arts has taught me and, and sport has taught me is do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life 
Um, and I love, I would love to start coaching. Um, and I would love to start teaching again. And I'd love to build that up. So, um, yeah, that's something that I'm kind of looking forward to as well. Um, and traveling the world as well and seeing um, different places. You know, sometimes you only see the sports center and the shop, but sometimes. Oh, that's it. That's all it, you see. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. some people, you know, a lot of people think, oh, yeah, like, it goes away here, here, and here. We don't actually get to see much. You know, like, we might it's get one. La- night. It's not the lavish side. It's not yeah, the lavish. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah we're there for yeah. work. You know, that's it. Right. Right. Um, real talk. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to explore how far I can go in coaching as well. Yeah, most definitely. Well, Jordan, bro, thank you again so much for coming on, bro. Like nothing but the best. I'm gonna send an extra prayer out, extra little gratefulness nah, energy love, out there man. for you, man. Like that's, man. I really hope this uh, qualifier goes well. And then, regardless, I mean, post yeah. post that, see you soon too, man. Thank you for yeah, being 100%. on. Yeah, one hundred percent. The time. One hundred percent. Thanks for having you, me. Man. Of course. And I look forward to everything. And, you know, we can catch up after those things come out in the future. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take uh, it easy. Thank nice you. One. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into another episode of Believe in the Punch. I really appreciate my strong following, and it's been growing ever since I started. So please continue to download the episodes, continue to listen, continue to share. I love all of you guys. Thank you so much. And I look forward to upcoming episodes. As always, remember to keep your hands up and believe in the punch. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.